Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. I am Lee Lonsberry. Final segment of the program today. When the markets opened this morning. They almost immediately took a nosedive, triggering that circuit breaker after a fall of 7%. They closed the Dow, that is, uh, down nearly 13%, 12.93%, almost 3,000 points. The NASDAQ down 12.32% to close, and Standard & Poor's 500 index closed 11.99%, almost 12% on the day. Now, we have been keeping a close eye on these index indices. Uh, that's a plural I need to get right. It's not indexes, it's indices. That'll be on the quiz on Friday. You hear that, students? I've been keeping a close eye on uh, these indices and other indicators, and it's scary times. I heard explained to me recently that various measures that are being uh, taken to combat the declining value in the stock market and the economy at large, which uh, I'll point out in the past 30 days has lost about 30% of its value. A number of the methods used to combat this uh, typically are targeted and tactically implemented to combat uh, fluctuations on on the demand side. When we get tax rebates and various tax cuts and when interest rates are lowered, that is all done in an effort to prompt uh, us, you and me as consumers, to, to spend and buy and borrow. The trouble is, with this pandemic, there is a problem on the other side of the equation, supply. That typically is pretty easy to take care of. The trouble is we don't have uh, well-honed tools to combat it. And as supply chains are disrupted and many of the factories in China and around the world where we in the United States uh, purchase many of our goods, uh, when we can't get the parts, we can't get the products. And the supply side of things uh, gets a little disrupted. Anyway, to help uh, understand this and to understand uh, how you and I, uh, you know, just as everyday Utahns ought to be responding to this and what we ought to understand, uh, we have invited back to the program good friend of mine, Shane Stewart, certified financial planner at DMBA, uh, joins me on the line now. Sir, how are you? I'm well, Lee. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, thanks so much for being uh, nimble and uh, willing to take this call on the fly. I just got startled when I saw these uh, numbers down so low. Uh, and you have been the voice of reason for me here in the past. Uh, was startled the, the correct reaction as I saw the markets close down so much today? Absolutely. It's a little jarring. It's natural. It's human nature to uh, to be a little jarred by this. It's a big day down. And in fact, uh, the next circuit breaker for the markets is 13%, and we were basically there at the end. It's been interesting the past few weeks that the last 30 minutes of the of the uh, day seem to dictate whether where we're going to land for the day, um, and it happened today. It went from about 8%, and in the last half hour or so, went to down 12 to 13%. It's a little jarring to see that all at once. I got a question via the Utah Community Credit Union text line uh, about an hour ago, and the question was this. Is there a point where I should be worried about the money of mine I have in the bank? 
Um, not necessarily in the banks. No, I mean the the uh, the banks are even over the weekend taking some steps to entice us all to spend and to uh, to use the money. And so, banks themselves really are are still very solid and and should have no problems in that respect. To in contrast to what happened in two thousand eight and two thousand nine when it was a a lending issue and the banks were a little uh, shaky. Uh, they've had no problems here, and like you mentioned, it's really more of a supply and demand issue. The thing I, I take hope in, however, is that supply side is easy to fix. Just start producing again, and and the only way they can do that is to get back to work. And so when the coronavirus starts to peak and and then taper off in its number of cases and those that are affected by it, it it's very easy to fire up the the uh, factories again and start the supply chain again. And that's when we get the other side of that V, hopefully. That's when we get the other side of this uh, hockey stick or however we describe this. Uh, But that's when the good news starts to roll in? Yeah, that's that's correct. And it's it's going to take, uh, you know, unfortunately it's still a matter of weeks to months before we see real results. We have to see the coronavirus cases turn around. We have to see if some of these stimulus package things start to work. But when they do, that's when we should start to see the rebound. There's still reason to be optimistic. There's still reason to believe that this will turn around. Uh, there is still reason to be uh, to be secure in our positions. They always do. It's just a matter of when. Shane Stewart, certified financial planner at DMBA. Sir, I'm grateful to you for your time and your insight. Thanks for taking the call. Welcome. All right, talk to you again soon. Uh, there was a press conference earlier this morning hosted by the Utah Department of Health, uh, and it was presented by, uh, well, first off, that task force headed up by Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. And we heard this morning from state epidemiologist Angela Dunn, uh, there were some updates uh, which you may not yet have caught wind of. The number of confirmed cases here in the state of Utah uh, has increased uh, and some of the locations where those cases uh, have happened. Uh, anyway, there's new information on all of that. I want to share with you here before we say goodbye for the day. Some of the information, again, here uh, presented by state epidemiologist Angela Dunn. In Utah now, we're up to 29 Utah residents with COVID-19 and 10 visitors to Utah with COVID-19 for a total of 39 cases here in Utah right now. Um, Two health departments did announce their first cases, um, Tooele and Wasatch, um, and each has put out their own news release. And so I I know a little bit about the cases and can provide some detail. Um, So the new case, the first case in Tooele, was in an individual who has travel-related COVID-19 and there was very minimal exposure to others or the healthcare system. The case reported by the Wasatch Department of Health was a student at Wasatch High School testing positive. The Wasatch case was a student at Wasatch High. Um, we are thinking that this is possibly an instance of community spread because the uh, exposure to another positive COVID-19 case or travel has not been readily identified. Uh, the health department has been working with the school to ensure that both the faculty and staff and students are all on home quarantine for 14 days from their last exposure, and they're assessing them for symptoms and testing them if needed. Well, that's just about it for today's episode of Live Mike. We learned a lot today. We heard from uh, agencies around the world. Uh, we heard from the president who has given us uh, new advice. Uh, his task force has released new advice 
uh, asking us as Americans to limit our groups, our gatherings, to 10 people or fewer. That number has fluctuated, uh, and the most recent is 10. So take that to the bank. Continue to wash your hands. Continue to observe the social distancing and all the things that we have learned and have come to believe are so effective, and we'll get through it. Producer Amy and I and the rest of the team here on Live Mike, we're going to continue to scour this, bring you the best of information tomorrow on the next episode of Live Mike.